Okay, for this episode we've had some technical difficulties. Well, not really technical difficulties, we just screwed up and we had an input microphone set as the laptop instead of the soundboard. Which means effectively this entire episode was recorded on laptop microphone. So the sound quality is a little bit shit, so you have to forgive us that one. We couldn't re-record it as it was getting too late in the week. So this one will be a bit down on sound quality, but hopefully the content's still good. Um, next week we'll be back to normal with a couple of extra things that we've planned for this week. Actually recorded, but we'll have to definitely redo those ones. So, here it is guys. We got our round one AFL season review, and damn, it was good to have footy back. Oh, what a great shit, yes. round! Yeah, um, it's got, better than that half-assed methadone of the NAB Cup or NAB Challenge, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever it is now. So we're going to start off every week with our highlight of the the week that's passed. So Josh, what was your highlight for the round one? Oh, if I'm if I'm being fair, it has to be uh, to me. It was Eastern Woods. Massive, massive mark. That was a, not a bad effort. Um, Round one produces some marks. I mean, oh, last year it was Bruce for St Kilda. That's that's my fair highlight. My completely biased highlight is Brent fair Harvey, bias. 50 metres out, tight angle, grabs out of the pack, bucket on the boot, bang, right when we need it the most. Um, just that long Eddie Betts style goal. <laughs> um, and Eddie Betts did it quite nice, so even better. Brenton, use your highlight for the weekend. Well, I thought my highlight was just generally being able to watch footy that had a free-flowing game to it, and that's across all games. Mm. Everybody's been commenting about how high-scoring it was. Yeah, because I watched like we watched the Richmond game, and that was free-flowing for really bad reasons for Richmond, but we'll get into that later. But the GWS and Melbourne game, lots of free running, and we're well, talking about the the new rules and that having an effect on it. I think that's a big thing. It wasn't just free-flowing; it was open. Yeah, like um, there wasn't often you had. Every like every man around the ball, yeah. Uh, because maybe it's going to change. I don't know. We'll get into that later. Jeremy yeah, has a favourite side saying? as well. Uh, my highlight, I think, was quarter time of Richmond versus Carlton, uh, where I think I predicted Richmond to win by a hundred odd points. Carlton were up by two or three points, and it felt like everybody stood up and applauded, just mm. because yeah. one footy was back, and two, it was awesome. It was a match, and the exact same thing happened at GWS of Melbourne. At quarter time, everyone was just. My God, footy's back and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was applauding, like both teams, yeah. especially Richmond Carlton, where Richmond would have hoped to have a big lead and have the game done by then. And everyone yeah. expected that to see footy's back. It's competitive. It's, yeah. There was eight goals kicked in that quarter. It was just an awesome moment where everybody was of the same mind. And also, how useless are the new security guard checks? To <laughs> down? I had a lot of respect for, for those guys, though, because... Um, it took a little bit longer than usual to get into the MCG, but at least they got rid of the fence. Because the fence doesn't... Oh, well, now we're going to have a fence there. There's no way any fans would allow that to stand up for very long. Well, it doesn't make many, much sense to me anyway. It's like, um, well, let's stream everyone on the way in. Let's hold everyone up, have a, a pack of 2,000 people standing at the gate that are very vulnerable if someone decides to blow some shit up. Yeah. But, um, I actually almost got myself in trouble on that the way That would be in. the place to do it. <laughs> you know when they were running the wands over us? Yeah. I had my hands up, and the girl doing it obviously was a bit bored. 
And she's like, you're not under, under arrest? And I said, well, not yet. And she kind of looked at me and I'm like, fuck, should I make this joke, should I? So for anyone else that wasn't at the footy, what they did instead was they had the metal detecting wands. They ran over everybody before they went into the turnstiles. They pretty much put it towards near your chest and in a circle and then you went through. That's what I was going to say. The security guards were very quick. They yep. knew, like, yep. we're holding everyone up. And this is pointless. This yep. is creating a problem right here. But I'm getting paid minimum wage. I'm just going to fucking do my job. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for him for that. Uh, it wasn't that big a deal, to be honest. Um, besides making people victims, or potential victims, it just seems outside the ground where they don't have the shelter of a massive concrete structure. It just seems unnecessary slow for a, you know an end result which probably isn't going to change much because yeah. hey, put the bomb in your shoes, guys. There's your tip. <laughs> <on> the <way. laughs> um, or you know what? Don't case it in metal. Yeah, yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we got in, there was no issues, uh, it was all lovely, um, and, and the footy happened. So let's and get... Look, it wasn't even much of a negative. It was no. mild inconvenience at most. Yeah, exactly. It was a mild inconvenience, that's, and that's all it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if that makes some old biddies feel better, then fair enough. Yeah, that's true. That's probably a minimum cost uh, solution to that problem. Yeah. yeah so. I'll tell you what, though. If, if you're new to football, uh, say if you're an American or something, checking it out for the first time... Well, for a start, thanks for joining the podcast. You made the right choice. Secondly, what a round. Like, great. If this is your yeah. first exposure, yeah. you've got a great jumping on point. I think eight out of nine games were extremely watchable. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and even the ninth one, there was bits. There, there was reason to, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go into the first one. Uh, we've already uh, touched on a little bit. It's Carlton and Richmond. Uh, very surprised, Carlton. I, I think um, they surprised a lot of people that they weren't as bad as we all predicted. Yeah. But it was... Uh, a first up win to Richmond on the Thursday night first game which means we now go to our regular segment the Richmond bandwagon bandwagon report so Josh take it away well yeah, last week they saw a low pressure system around Carlton which had a, a bit of an effect on the supporters they were a little bit concerned but pretty egotistical as well um, the bandwagon was a little unsteady at times for coming in fine and mild top of 77,000 for the evening so they had a good good run there Seven-day forecast offers a trough of the cloak, which means that there'll be an isolated forward line with little chance of relief. Expect an early cold front, followed by a warm northerly as the strong wind warning settles around Collingwood. Top of 90,000 expected with a chance of a cold front, a chance of a coach killer. There we go. There's our Richmond bandwagon report for this week. Um, so I think that uh, on the base of it, Richmond had a lot of poor decisions on the night. Yeah. And, and you know, a couple of fumbles here and there. But Carlton, I think that's about as good as we can hope for from Carlton. Or I'm writing them off already like we did pre-season. Well, with Dale Thomas coming back in the side next week, they're fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> well, the thing is, it was Carlton's game to win at any point of the match from five minutes onwards. At any point, they could have taken that match and made it you know, out of reach for Richmond. Mm. But yeah, they really just lost that game themselves. Richmond made lots of silly errors. Uh, they had no, no structure in their zoning in the back lines. As soon as they turned it over, it seemed a bit like they were lost. And they got spread really really wide across the fat side you see him drop one back about probably that back flank um, push him out wide and when they had to switch on then they rushed away and they switched it well all yeah. night didn't they yeah. Carl? very much so finding yeah. space they their link ups were very very good in patches and yeah. shouldn't say in patches it, for most of the game I think maybe they've just got a very good team strategy because you haven't got any real out and out stars. We well, got a few, but well, well they yeah. got stars in the making. There's exactly, no yeah. doubt they got stars in the making. Yeah, it might be easier to get young kids like that to subscribe to a, a game plan or a strategy or something like that. And as much as we hate to kick a bloke while he's down, Casbolt, yeah, zero two, hey, kick straight, they win. Uh, absolutely, yeah. and look, if he gets that first one in, maybe he gets a bit up and about, a bit of yeah. confidence, and 
he's already pulling down everything, every mark that comes his way. And as a contested mark, he's probably in the conversation with best in the league. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, um, you're, you're right. You say zero goals, two, and that's not from two shots. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That was zero, two, and <coughs> downs on the full, I'm pretty sure. And probably, I think, one or two that didn't make the distance, too. Yeah. yeah, there were passing options that he wasn't really looking for an option to pass with. Um, and that's the negative. On the positive side, I'd say Wiedering. Wiedering looked good. Uh, he looked very solid, not a liability whatsoever. It looked comfortable. He looked like he's been in the system five years. Yeah, um, and he looked exactly the same in the NAB Challenge, so it's great to see that it followed through. Yeah, uh, It's not that he, he's not standing, you know, uh, a Buddy Franklin or... Um, Tom Hawkins or something like that, but then again, he's not going to either because yeah. they've got yeah. um, they've got other key backmen down there to like Sam Rowe um, to to look after those. Um, so he was able to play the second backman and the link player, mm. um, very reliable. Played a role very well. Yeah. Played very and smart. Kept people accountable. Uh, he's only one game in, but is it too soon to make him captain? Uh, yes, <laughs> because there was a second-year player who was even better, and that was Patrick Cripps. Yeah. Yeah. How good was his step? Yeah, wasn't it? And we saw it multiple times where he's just given the little shimmy on the boundary line, yep. and you couldn't touch him. Yep. He looks so much better than he looked last year. But we're not going to compare it to any other player, but geez, he did look very, very mobile. And that um, the core strength ability to change directions five times in two steps, amazing and pretty exciting. I wonder where he'll end up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're going to do everything to hang on to Oh, you're talking 10-year contracts. Well, they got Carriage across from the Crows, and he's put in some good form as well, especially from, yeah, yeah. followed on from the preseason. So there's one that you've actually got into the club that's starting to do well, so might be able to change that culture there after yeah, all. For them. And I thought Walker was good in patches too. Like, I took a nice yeah. mark. Yeah. It was around the third quarter. He started to get involved in the game more. Yeah. Too late. He should have been involved much earlier. But um, well, They swung him forward, because, yeah. I mean, he's an all-Australian backman. Yeah. Um, so they... Decided to try him up forward. It took him a little while to get his eye in, yep. but um, kicked some nice goals from deep in the boundary line too. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the fence, uh, I don't think Richmond wins unless Sam Lloyd decides to go hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. you know, two goals in two minutes, especially the oh. one with the big spin move. Not yeah. a bad effort at all. Beautiful. Well, I had someone ask the other day, uh, when did it become a spin move and not a blind turn? And to me, they've always been different, different moves. Like uh, a blind turn to me is when you hold the ball out in one direction and turn the other. Yeah, I don't know. If that seems very 1970s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That old, oh, here's the ball out here. No, go the other way. <laughs> Show them the ball. And, yeah, people no, I mean, I'm sure it still team. works. Well, Especially country footy. <laughs> yeah, but that, country footy can show the ball. I show the ball out here and he punched me in the face. Yeah, so I wasn't going for the ball, Cap. <laughs> Hide behind the light tower and jump on. But, um, yeah, it was a brilliant, um, what do you call it, a, a wrong step, uh, Drop step, uh, spin move, yeah. over the shot. Like, I, honestly, I wouldn't not have been able to pick him out of a lineup prior to this round. But um, geez, he, he had a great, great uh, burst. Yeah, him and Lambert as well. Lambert really uh, has some good disposals towards the end of the game, and that's Lambert's best lot. game. Yeah, by far. I think so. He, I think he got second, um, second year at Richmond. Yeah, he got the most uh, votes in the coaches' award. Uh, yeah, the coaches' association rather voting. Um, Sean Hampson who gets a call-up thanks to uh, Marek, who was a late uh, withdrawal. Yeah. Uh, I thought he rucked very well in getting first hands to the ball, but how many times do we see him thump it, especially from boundary throwings? Yeah. Always gets the tap, thumps it straight down towards the boundary line yeah. where nobody was. Yeah. Um, even in like the centre clearances, um, he'd stand 
uh, there'd be the spare Carlton player, and somehow if you win the tap, he'd tap it down to there where there's no Richmond players anyway. And it's like there's no communication going on, or yeah. he's just no winging it, going rogue. Who knows? Really, really weird. Um, Tyrone started off well. As well. He did, yeah. Big Tyrone he presented himself very well. Um, kicked a kick a goal, kicked an important goal, kicked, the board kicked a couple, yeah, yeah. Couple, yeah, from not very many touches. I think his yeah. first three kicks were shots on goal or or, or a goal. Leading the Coleman at one stage, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean they this got um, got dominated around the stoppages and the ball as well. So there wasn't a whole lot of um, inside fifties for Tyrone to get his hands on yeah. anyway. But when he did, he sort of made the most of them. But it was just the domination around the ball. I just can't believe that Carlton didn't get across the line in that game. Well, I mean, it just shows that they do lack that polish. Yeah, um, which you'd expect for a team that is predicted to finish bottom two. Yeah, but yeah. I think they answered one question: is they're better than Essendon this year? Yeah, uh, yeah. I said at the start of the year that Essendon would still beat them. They may is what they may. Yeah. But if this is the best, that's fair enough. What they had all night was effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can't ask for much more. And that's the thing is that they should have won. Yeah, they should have. They should have. So Tigers have got to be happy with winning ugly. Yeah, they've got to be happy with that W because the way the other games went for the round with who they're going to be competing against, it's pretty ominous. Mm. Not a good performance. They were massively missing Deledio. I think we had the stat before that they, they only won three... Out of uh, no two out of ten. When you say had the stat, we vaguely remembered it and tried to yeah. repeat it as fast. <laughs> <laughs> they're thirty percent uh, without Deledio, which is that's including this match. So yeah. before that, they're about twenty. Something like that. All our facts are close enough. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's what it means. They're po- political facts. Um, he is a, a big out, and it's going to be pretty important that he gets up as soon as possible. Absolutely. Um, so uh, the Friday night game. How'd you, how'd you watch that one? You enjoyed that one? Friday night game. Yeah, fucking union, yeah. rugby league, uh, uh, baseball. What did I do? I think I cooked dinner. Soccer. Anything. You can watch corner. footy. You can no, watch footy. Yeah, that's right. I can't watch AFL. Well, soccer. That's right. So anyway, let's move on to the Saturday. I think we talked about that last, uh, enough last week. Um, uh, absolute cracker of a game. It was uh, good that uh, Melbourne turned out. Uh, would be nice to have a slightly bigger crowd. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I was hoping for more from what that. What's that but crowd have been? The, well, the got... crowd that was there um, was all ready to boo um, uh, Scully. So it's good <laughs> that they haven't forgotten. Uh, but under 30,000, I would have hoped for a little bit more than that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the boos weren't allowed enough for Scully, I reckon. Because um, <laughs> he played pretty well. He played excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I can understand. If you're a Melbourne supporter, you might want to see how the team's travelling before you go, well, I might make the trip. You know, your MCC memberships and only good for so long. But uh, I reckon they'll probably get quite a few of the next home game. Um, I'm also very happy that uh, we, on our uh, round one preview, said that uh, in front of goals is where GWS are going to struggle without Cameron mm. or uh, McCarthy. Yeah. Um, and Patton wasn't playing either. I thought he was, but uh, yep. before it. Uh, and it turns out that's where they lost the game because they were just a little bit too inaccurate. Yeah, um, I thought Stevie J got uh, he got rubbished a little bit in the media for being selfish, and I yep. don't know if he was that bad. But that's his job. Like, if you're <laughs> yes and no, if you're the veteran in the mid forward sort of area, you've got to be willing to, ta- willing to take the game on. That's your job to spur something, to start it up. Certainly, him. If he's within forty, his job is to kick the goal. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. No matter if he's backs to the goal. Like that's his job. Yeah. And if he puts him through, you say, well, he's taken it on himself. That's what he's there. To, that's what he's paid to do. Yeah. When he foregoes the handball or the short pass to have a shot around the corner, yeah. he gets called selfish. Yeah. Um, and believe me, I like bagging Stevie J. It's yeah. fun and it's easy. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was a bit, a bit rough there. 
Yeah, I agree. Especially with one round in. Yeah. Like, um, he, I'm all for knee-jerk reactions. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But you're having a crack at a guy who... He he did exactly this sort of thing for Geelong for years and years. Right. It just happens that he had some... And wins medals while he's doing yeah, it. Yeah. A shitload of quality players around him at the time. Does help as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> obviously, Geelong missed him um, picking up this danger bloke instead. But uh, oh, we'll get on to that later. Uh, Jack Watts wasn't bad either. Uh he, I thought he really came out and showed some stuff. He was the the link-up man. He presented himself, and he didn't seem as scared as he's been in previous seasons. He Maybe finally looked himself. comfortable. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen him look comfortable before. Actually, no. He's looked comfortable when he shouldn't at times. Yeah. But now there's even a few, you know, broke a, a tackle or two even. Yeah, um, he's, like, he's still getting bigger as well, so he's still hitting the gym yeah. solid. Do you reckon opposition coaches have just forgotten about him? They're like, oh, there's this bloke who used easy. to tag. I don't know. They've given them lots of other things to consider, so it's definitely possible. <laughs> um, how about this? Uh, Phil Davis, I'll give him best on ground. I, I thought he was the best on ground, especially in that first yeah, half. Yeah, first three quarters. <laughs> yep. Jesse Hogan um, just about wins the game for Melbourne. Yep, yep. Shut out for three quarters and just about wins the game. So how'd you be being a backman? Yeah, exactly. But uh, the thing that stood out the most for me was Jack Viney, just because of how good he is or how much of a solid base he has and he can keep his feet. We've always knew it was there too. It's ridiculous. He, like, he's it's like it, a cat. He's had it since round, uh, game one. Yeah, just so strong in his core and just manages to break tackles. And like, Ablett and that managed to avoid tackles, but Viney just seems to always be able to stay on his feet and be able to do something with it, which is quite incredible. Which is a massively underrated skill, being able to stay on your feet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's so frustrating to see guys just fall on their butt all the damn time. Yeah. I think, they're no use yeah. to anyone. Number two most important skill these days is staying on your feet. Number one is clean hands. Yeah, like getting yep. it first first time, either yep. you know handball receives or picking it up off the turf. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it just it stops everything. It's like we said before. It's the difference between a direct hit and throwing it to the wicketkeeper in cricket. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's that split second where you're just a half it step behind the play. Everything. It's like yeah. seeing lightning or being struck by it. Uh, even though he was kept quiet for three quarters, how dangerous does that forward line look with uh, Jesse Hogan and uh, Cam Patterson? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Two marking key position forwards. Yeah, I like Cam Patterson. He's absolutely he's run around a fair bit, and he hasn't probably gotten the breaks that he should have. But um, hopefully, he can make the most of what's looking like it'll be a pretty decent season season well, for Melbourne. I, I don't think he needs to compete for his spot. Yeah, I think that that's over. If if it was up for um, discussion, well, he has been competing the last few seasons, and I can't see Chris Dawes putting him out. No, nor me. Um, I can't see Chris Dawes coming, (laughs) going anywhere. But um, it's a chance for him to not just be the guy that's filling the list, a guy that they mark down as playing every week, not just a guy holding the holding the spot down. Yeah, he's in his spot. It's his. It's his now. I don't know who won between uh, Mumford and Gorn. Yeah. I think it was just a, a good... There's a few free kicks back Which, and forth. Which, if you're not sure, it's a win for Gorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I take that. I, I think that's a good, um, a good assessment. Because if you're talking about top ruckman in the comp, Mumford is in the discussion a long way before Gorn is. Yeah. yeah. Um, those uh, those two players might be uh, re- reversed by the end of the year. There, there are a lot of good uh, yeah. little little one-on-one battles uh, all over the field that day, which yeah. uh, made it interesting as a little side note for two developing teams. Yeah, I mean, I rate Gorn. I think he's got potential, but uh, I think <coughs> he's still a season away, or season or two away from seeing what he can do. Um, but yeah, it was just great to see um, the first two games of the round really set the tone for it. So we move on to the third game, which was the the, the first blowout. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns over Essendon. Um, yeah. I, I think that Maybe the top-up players we were getting a little bit excited about, slightly. 
And I say that as in thinking that Essendon could finish higher than 18th. Yeah. Mm. Because you've got to remember, not only these players were all overlooked <coughs> by all other clubs. Well, for I, a reason. I had this uh, talk again. People are saying, these guys aren't in the top 22 of other clubs. That's not true. They're not in the top 44. Yeah, that's it. Uh, which is the, the big problem. They're not even better than backups to players. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes players get pushed out a little early. Like, you could probably argue Crowley would be in the top 22 of some teams running around at the moment. Well, not, not in this stage, though. Yeah, that's you know, what... Maybe t- 12 months or 24 months ago. Yeah, that'd be the argument. And same with uh, guys like Grimer. Three years back, yeah. These days, you don't even know if he's going to last a match. Did, um, did he play, Grimer? No, I don't think no, so. Not yet? Yeah. I think he's... Uh, He's a, a long-term prospect, <laughs> probably around round 18. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty disappointed with Gary Ablett's game. Uh, I can say that because he got 34 touches and I had him at uh, 6-1 to one to get 35. So <laughs> literally, that you cost me money, Gary, so fuck you. Well, uh, he was being hard tagged by Crowley, but uh, the fact that he ended up with 40, 34 touches tells you that um, uh, Crowley's uh, tagging um, Prowess might have left him or at least he needs a more competitive side around him to help no Abbott got bored he was 22 till yeah. half time after right. that he just got leather poisoning yeah one goal three that's very un like either one either yeah. Ablett and he, he just chilled out after half time he was like oh we got this speaking of beautiful steps he put one on to get that goal as well which yeah. is a nice little just just, just a little reminder and away you go it's just so smooth and that sort of thing like it's something that you either got or you don't, because you can't really think about it, you can't really train it. It's just so quick and takes such a uh, quick thought. Well, Crowley had to spend some time on the bench. Who would they think of tapping to mark up Adler? Like, If you're one of the lads running around, even if you're... For for Essendon? Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody. Don't tap. Yeah. Let the kids run. You've got to. Yeah. Let him do what he does and get your kids to learn. Yeah. <laughs> just watch him. Take notes. <laughs> You've got five midfielders tagging him and not keeping up with him at learn. Yeah. Exactly. You'd take that. I mean, you're not going to send one of their high draft picks to follow him, like like, yeah. uh, like Darcy Parrish, who had a great game. But you're not going to send him because you want him to make his own play. He, he's not going to be a tagger. You yeah. need him to be a playmaker. But all the other blokes can't keep up with him. Like, you're not going to put Cooney right. on him. So why would you? Yeah, I, I just I don't think he can. You just let him go. Um also, Matty Rosa. I think he set a bit of a, a tone this week. Uh, a lot of players at their brand new clubs had really good weekends. Yeah. Um, and he was uh, mm. no exception to that. Um, having uh, 16 kicks, 16 handballs, not a bad uh, day out. That's really good for a person who I didn't really rate that much coming into the, the squad. So. Well, I mean, he played in the grand final last year. I believe he played in the grand final, yeah. yeah. Um, Might have been um, wearing the sub vest at some stage. Um, so he's come from a successful club, but um, moving over here, you want to put on your, a good performance in your first one, and he's yeah. done that. Um, even uh, Malczewski, he came back and he was he one, of his, stuff. one of his better games in yeah, Gold Coast, definitely. which isn't saying much, but it was. How'd you rate Tom Nichols? Uh, he's all right. I thought he was not too bad. He still hmm. needs to put on some weight, but I don't yeah, think he's he ever done that. Yeah. I don't think he's got it in him. Well, the reason I ask is because... Um, Daniel Curry sitting in the twos. He had a, a pretty good run in the twos in the uh, Gold Coast versus Brisbane is, twos is, match. Is he coming out of injury or is he just in the twos? No, he's just in the twos. Oh, that's um, a shame for him. I think so too because by all accounts he had a bloody good match and he would so- slot right in. Uh, against... Uh, hang on. Yep, sorry. Against Essendon you'd probably say look, we'll, we'll give the young lad a run because they're shit. Uh, Luenberg is a, a top line ruckman but he's not 
I wouldn't put him in the top ten. He's not yeah, a dangerous ruckman. He's he's the best ruckman they got. Yeah, and he he deserves to be an AFL level ruckman. But I I couldn't go beyond that. And he's got thirty two hitouts to twenty four on Nichols, which means Lewenberg has got the chocolates there. But twenty four for a bloke who looks like he's never had a good feed. <laughs> I you, you take that for Nichols. I thought he did quite well. I thought he did okay. But um, you just reminded me when you said Curry had a great game in the twos. You do got to remember that's Neeful. Not VW, uh, VFL or Waffle or Sandful. Neeful is shocking. Well, it wasn't actually Neeful. It was just an inter-club match oh, between Gold Coast and Brisbane. It? Not, right. not intra, inter. So it was Gold yeah, Coast yeah. and Brisbane. The players oh, that, that's still Neeful because they, they both uh, feel yeah, the Neeful side. Much. So, Anyways. Um, so it looked like it confirmed that it is going to be a very long year um, for Essendon. But, um, I don't know, man. I've seen the Mighty Ducks. I've seen the Longest Yard. That's how they start out. Yeah, you it could be. at the start, then you have a montage, and so, then you win the flag. So we're looking for 0 and 8 yep. montage. Yep. Then um, and then don't, you usually you get a ringer. In, yeah, you? that's right. They'll get they'll get a sharpshooter in. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know who yeah, that could be. be. It's got to be somebody from the past. So maybe Sheeds. Sheeds comes back. Sheeds yeah, comes yeah. back. Player coach. Or or they oh. get found not guilty and they come back in the last half. Either, take the flag. No, they they either get someone back or somebody dies. Oh yeah. So, oh, oh, oh. I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to lead down that path. Right, try and get some get some odds on that. Let's see if we can find someone who's already dead, bring him back to life, get Danky to bring him back to life. Weekend at Bernie style. Yeah, and then kill him. We're going to team up with Dr. Dr. Death and Dr. Dank. John Coleman. John Coleman it is. <laughs> Dank can bring him back. I'll tell you what, he'd still be heavier than Tom Nichols. <laughs> this would be like an episode of The Walking and, Dead. And the bonus, if he plays one game, he gets 100, father-son. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. he'd be the oldest father-son recruit. <laughs> I, I think he's seventy-seven recruit, just so he can get his great-grandkids. I don't know; his kids might actually be already um, passed as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look that up on the tenth of now. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's Gold Coast and Essendon. On to North Melbourne versus Adelaide at Etihad. Oh, match um, of the round. Well, it was competitive. It, okay, that's the thing about this round. Um, North Melbourne and Adelaide was still scrappy, and I think uh, there was a few mistakes here and there. Yeah. Competitive, going to be a fucking heart attack. But it was still. Great competitive game to watch, and the heat was on from start to finish. Yeah, I never thought North was out of it, but fuck me, many times I was thinking, "Shit, this could go pear shaped real quick." <laughs> Always felt like it. Um, uh, looking forward to the ruck duel in this one beforehand. So Jacobs and Goldstein. I think uh, certainly uh, SA Media are really heavy behind Jacobs in that he's uh, could have or should have been all Australian. Uh, once or twice the last couple of years. Thank God I've listened to that medium. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I, I don't agree. I think he's a great ruckman, but he, there's a couple of lads ahead of him. He's top five. Goldstein's certainly one of them. How do you reckon he went? I had a blinder. Um, not 44 hitouts, which is you know, pretty damn good for a ruckman, but around what you expect from Goldie. Uh, but he's around the groundwork. Yeah. Like uh, this no sub rule suits him to a T. He's got yeah. such a massive engine. Um, I I have not seen a big bloke spend less time on the bench, and especially considering North was one down on the bench uh, with Hawthorne torpedoing us again with a dud trade. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Jed Anderson! Like, yeah. Every time we trade with you fuckers, Damn. someone breaks down. Hey, you've got Gibson, all right? Actually, I think we gave got... you Gibson. <laughs> we swapped the Gibson for a Gibson. Actually. I think that uh, you got Gibson um, from Box Hill. Actually, I think yeah. you got eleven there. Um, uh, I know that. As a Hawthorne supporter, and I know there's a lot with me, even we felt for that one. We're like, no, not Jed. We wanted to see him. Finally, he had a chance. He spent, you know, he's had fucking pneumonia. 
collarbones, teeth, calves. And now he's eight to ten, apparently. Eight to ten with a was it a hammy? Uh, yeah, a hammy tendon uh, wasn't a, quite a, a tear, but no, it was a, a heavy strain. And but it's ten weeks. Yeah, it's it's not surgical, but uh, needs a lot of rest and. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll spend it eating and get massive up body strength. I don't know. That, that's about the only positive you can bring. He'd already, already looked bigger this year, I thought, too. Yeah. Um, mm. Two uh, spearheads I thought had quiet nights was um, Eddie Betts and Lindsay Thomas. Uh, Eddie just couldn't get near it for a, for a long time. Yeah. Um, eventually, he came up and, and kicked a few. Well, I think it just took a while for a bit of fatigue to set in. It looked like a lot of teams struggled for fourth quarter efforts, uh, except for Melbourne, maybe, with... Um, I know getting a bit tired or something. Yeah. Maybe the mm. change in substitution rules and uh, how many interchanges you can have, and, or just maybe off season. And I thought Lindsay was worse. I thought he looked like a liability. Look, at times. Um, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Lindsay, but if he does that again next week, he's in the twos. I, I think so. I mean, there was a, uh, a few times where he deserved the selfish tag, or he's like, I reckon I can get around two first. Yeah, and you gone, nah, champ. They're they're wise to you. Yeah, and I think that might be what it is. They are just wise to him. Yeah, you know he's going to pass, so... Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's a quality player, don't get me wrong. But um, putting him back in the twos, it's not a punishment. It's just, dude, get back into form. Like, learn how to play your role. And his role is not to take on three players you've got an open yeah. player in the goal square. And especially when you miss that goal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fucking terrible to watch. Especially in a scrappy, tight, close yeah. game, you know, and all those things, they all count. Mm. Uh, Drew Petrie only had six disposals on the day, but I didn't think he was bad. <coughs> Sounds silly. I mean, we've had a go at Lindsay Thomas, who's had uh, more than double and kicked one goal. Drew's only kicked two, but I thought he actually provided a target. Well, the difference with Petrie and me was that he was always two up. Like There was always two defenders yeah. on him, and he made a contest of it every time and brought it down to ground to advantage. Rather than just um, tapping the ball and wherever it goes... He had rovers running at him, and he'd tap it in their direction, yeah. which it, it sounds like it should be obvious, but it's it's not something a lot of players do. And hey, do you reckon the Crows missed Dangerfield? Yeah, Jesus. fucking all. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if he's there, they win. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll go yeah. with that. And Hawthorne win too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can run with that. All right. That's, um, ben Brown had two goals, but I thought it was pretty disappointing for the night. He probably should have had four. Two hitouts. For the big fella. I mean, I know Todd Goldstein does a lot of the ruck work, but just a two. Well, yeah, I think... You're assuming, um, you've got to say he's a key forward, because he's not a ruckman. No, yeah. that's absolutely true. He's a, a, a pinch ruckman, which uh, guys like Petrie and Waite also pinch in occasionally, but uh, Goldstein's just expected to ruck every ball now. I just um, had a look. Rory Sloan had double the number of hit-outs than uh, Ben Brown. <laughs> the old third man. Um, one other thing that I thought was really good was... Um, well, Sean Atley had some nice runs off half-back. Um, Tarrant, we've missed him in the preseason, and he had a, a yeah. really good game, I yeah, thought. I thought he did yeah. too. His intercept marking was brilliant, and his decision-making, which has been a bit of a spud factor for a while. Uh, you say that for a while, it was not last year. He had a great year last year, and I think he continued on. Yeah, I'm, I'm really quite a, quite a, a fan of what he can do. Um, and Taylor Garner, who's been threatening to become something for yeah. a while I thought had a breakout game and was actually a genuine just, dangerous option just had to get through puberty first that was <laughs> it seems like it. we got a few guys like that Kane Turner Slezen um, he's still 43 kilos but uh, he, well, he might get a match next week with uh, Anderson Anderson out. going down yeah. but uh, yeah it was a bloody tight game an open game No, neither team shut it down 
And oh. it was accountable football. Hey, Daniel Wells makes a difference too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Your yes. team looks better with Daniel Wells in it. Yeah. Look, uh, he, he's a classy player, and you can never have too many classy players. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he, he might have lost a, a yard of pace, but it doesn't matter because he has um, a, a good temperament. Uh, when he, he doesn't panic with the ball and makes his, good decisions. His situational awareness. It, uh, it's spect- that, uh, there was a, a bit probably 40 metres out dead in front, and he just had this sneaky little back tap. Yeah. Like the ball's yeah. popped up, taps it around the back of his head, and I think it was Higgins who came up with the ball. And it was just slick, and we've missed that so damn much. Yeah. Um, it's a good good win for uh, for the Norse and they break their round one hoodoo. One other thing I will mention though, 410 games for Brent Harvey, he was the difference. He's what got North fired up. Those quick three goals, that's how North won. It's good to see he's like you said, 410 games and he's still you know, leading. He, yeah. he, they're not holding on for sentiment. Yeah, no, he's, he's not getting trotted out. He, yeah. he's not just best 22. He's Starting midfield. Yeah. Wasn't afraid to try and take it to the big ruckman over at the Crows either. You see that wrestle? Yeah, 410 man. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, have you seen the photos? That He's a four foot Hulk. <laughs> yeah. His eyebrows have pecs. Yeah, he's, he's still giving it his all while I do. Couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, like, whatever. I'm, I'm not saying he's intimidating anyone, but fuck me. There's no no quitting him. It's like Daniel Cormier trying to take down John Jones. Just nah. Finally gets one. Yeah, all right, there's one champ. Okay, we'll move on to uh, the Sydney Swans versus Collingwood game. Uh, did any of you guys tip Collingwood for this one? No. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. That's, <laughs> that's 12 years running now. I don't know why, but uh, I think I tipped um, before the teams were announced. And even as we're doing the review last week, I'm yeah. like, I've tipped Collingwood. Why the fuck have I tipped Collingwood? <laughs> Every now and then, though, you just sit there and you just have this genius moment. We're like, no. I've got this figured out. <laughs> like, no, this is why I'm going to do it. I made some other good calls in the other games, <laughs> which we'll, we'll get to, but this was not one of them. But, uh, like I said during the game, if this was played at ANZ, different story. That's <laughs> <laughs> any story. I don't know what that story would be, but... Well, I mean, the big story coming out of it, besides the flogging, would be Swan's Stay injury. Swan. Um, he Go could, on. Go he, on for the year. Well, he could be back. Um, well, they, they think it might be as soon as maybe... Round 12, which would be good because it would be just in time for Buckley's farewell game. In time for the acid, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so that, that'll be nice. They'll get a nice send-off. I, I do honestly think he's in trouble because this looked bad from the Buckley. get-go. Look, he, he, he's someone they've stuck with to the point where they they kind of have to keep sticking with him. But I think he's stuck with them more than anything. You can't, you you can't, can't go fail. backwards year after year when your list is improving. Allegedly. I'm, I'm, I'm going with allegedly improving from, from now on. <laughs> They've um, got talented players. You can't say there aren't talented players there, but... Um, of course there are, but... I'll tell you what, though, next week with Trelaw, oh, there's going to be some feeling there. With the Tykes? Yeah. After he took them out for dinner? Yep. And, and then said no? And then said, I want to go with a team that's going to be playing finals? But on that, in that I've got a feeling that Collingwood are in for some dark days coming up. Um, until Anzac Day at least uh, I think yeah. that there's going to be and obviously there was the big story on uh, was it did it come out on Friday with all the drug saga and shit which yeah, I'm not going to go into because it's been fucking covered yeah, um, I've decided there's going to be a lot of bad news about Conwood so we're going to introduce a new, another new weekly segment how can we spin this so it's good for Collingwood <laughs> alright um, Dane, Dane Swan's out for 12 months how can we spin this so it's good for Collingwood <coughs> we don't have Dale Thomas Either. Yes, <laughs> absolute, absolute positive. Um, I've got that uh, they can um, claim collar allowance, the, the, the cost of ligaments, 
um, for doing his uh, doing his leg up in was, up in Sydney. It was his right leg, wasn't it? Let's say it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Swan to work on opposite opposite side. Yep. It, so he's rounding out his skills. Brenton, you got anything? How can we spin this so it's good no, for Hollywood? No, wouldn't need a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. Send one on Facebook, but never mind. So, when I was saying there was uh, something that I uh, I did pick um, or predicted beforehand was uh, that Lukey Parker was going to have a blinder. Yeah, forty touches ain't a bad effort and a goal to go with it. Um, although he's, he's run around by himself for a lot of it, but still, if you by yourself, you make the most of it. Don't you? <laughs> he went to the wrong stadium, so. <laughs> I find it amazing. A lot of people wrote City Swans off earlier, like before the season. Well, pretty, uh, that, pretty was pretty that was us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was us. Yeah. When you look at their midfield, it's it's spectacular. Uh, I'd say it's if it's not the best, then it's second best in the league at the minute. They're, well, they're starting midfield. I think it? their average is exceptionally high. Yeah. Like, uh, the, well, you can you can argue superstar status with um, uh, guys like Kennedy, Parker, Kennedy, Canterbury. Isaac Heaney has been mm. a damn good addition to that side as well. Playing forward. Playing yeah. forward, yeah. Um, and of course, you've got Franklin and Tippett, who are two of the most talented forwards on their day. You'd have to say Franklin more so than oh, Tippett. You, you but... think so? Franklin more talented than Tippett? <laughs> <laughs> uh, got, throw Hanbury in there as well. Like, how how much talent is in that side? Yeah, not only that, um, Tommy Mitchell had probably his best game uh, mm. as well. We've all heard about he got 60 touches in the knee football, or whatever the fuck it was. Um, so yeah, a bit of a coming out party as well. Um, uh, I thought Jack Frost did okay on Franklin, but yeah, uh, and we you said know, beforehand when Franklin's on, there's nothing you can do. I actually, exactly. so I thought Frost played him very well, uh, and and got more than you could expect from him because he had no help. No, and, and Franklin had, could pick and choose which ball he'd go for. Yeah, and it, at the other end, Cloak had no hope. Yeah, <laughs> um, no hope, no touches. What what the fuck can you do with a bloke? Send off back. It's been saying. Send off back. Send off back. All the oh, way. Actually, that's a great. How good would it have been to see Cloak play on Buddy? Yeah, that would awesome. Because he, he can body him. Yeah. Um, in terms of who can push who off, it's going to be a tough call because Cloak's a strong motherfucker. Yeah. Of course he is. Um, would have liked to seen something. Though. Um, yeah, just try something. It's yeah, not working. So I think did he? He didn't have a, uh, a stat for the first quarter, and I think no. he had one or two touches for the first half. And yeah. Just do something with him. Uh, the, but that's on Buckley. Like. Cloak fucked up too, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he had a shit match. But you got to think, well, wh- what can I do uh, strategy or tactics-wise that can bring him into the game? And it he did ha- nothing. It happened in the Melbourne and GWS game where Jesse Hogan was getting killed um, yeah. in the first half and they threw him in the middle. He's not a midfielder. He'll yeah. never be a midfielder. Like, you know what? Just get in. Get into the game. Get, get your hands touch. on the ball. Yeah, he's a younger player. He might play off that confidence a little bit more than um, Travis Cloak. But, I think Cloak's uh, a very much a confidence player. Yeah, but at the same time, get him into the game because he's one yeah. of the stars. He's he's on nine hundred fucking grand a year or whatever it is. So yeah. you got to get something out of him. Oh, I'll plainly admit to not being a, a Buckley coach fan, but he did nothing for the side. Like you're getting smashed. Yeah. What, what would they have got out of this match? Yeah. I, I, what else could you do? Um, Change I, things up. Try something new rather than just you get smashed. <clears throat> but to get something out of the game, I think uh, Alex Fasolo, um, he almost got a new sponsorship with Lawn Darts. <laughs> Boy, he <laughs> piled into the top. <coughs> that looked horrible. Yeah, there are a couple of that this week. Um, Callum Mills was also a good recruit, as we expected. First game, First game in. Yep. Got plenty of the ball, so it was always good to see. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Sydney would be very happy um, walking, walking all over um, Collingwood. And we, we, we didn't say that uh, it was the leak 
for the drug uh, test came out of Sydney, did we? We didn't say that. No, no, no. There, there was some allegedly, and there was a note no. I found on the toilet. No, and we didn't didn't say that at all. It was written on a toilet wall. So we go to the next one, and again, uh, some people might have said an upset, but uh, certainly one that we picked. Didn't pick it mm. by this fucking Martin. No. Yep. no, Bulldogs putting on. Well, they kicked nine goals before um, Frio got one on the board. Yep, about that. The game was over. Like eight or nine. If not at quarter time, halfway through the second quarter, you knew Frio weren't coming back. No, we can't see Frio kicking 10 goals and a half. I mean, it, no. it's not yeah. in their um, make. I'm sure they've done it against lower sides, but you now this is a quality side, and to kick one goal for the first half, and I thought in a lot of respects, um, they, were, they were lucky to get some of the opportunities they had. Yeah, they looked very, very B-grade playing think, this game. Do you think Western Bulldogs can rename Eddie Had Stadium the Sharehouse of Pain? The share the house, house of pain. pain. Well, it's not their own home ground. They share it with a couple of other teams. Uh, I don't know. Is, is that typical of Footscray as well? A lot of share house and accommodation going on? Yeah, and some, uh, no, there might be some dodgy pregnancies or something going on. No, it's better than the math lab. Um, They're impressive. And they had winners all over the ground. Um, do you strict. do like a whole podcast on all the individual performances of the Bulldogs in that oh, game? Absolutely. Well, Stringer, he's... He has shown potential to be superstar for so long, and this is the first step towards it. Oh, that one where he thought his way around or through three defenders on the goal line. I know. It was it, fucking amazing. Like, that is top quality. You would love to see that in the history books. Like, that's yeah. a highlight of a season. It's almost like Ablett Senior-esque. Hmm, absolutely. Uh, he had a nice screamer too, and so did uh, yeah, Eastern Woods. We talked about Eastern, Eastern, yeah. Eastern Woods took an absolute screen. They're coming off an All-Australian season as well. Yep, yeah, and also recovered from a dislocated shoulder in about mm, 90 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Lepatore had a good good um, run back in. Uh, yeah, he had a really good, good uh, match back, actually. Everyone got around him, kicked yeah. his uh, goal in the comeback game. There's a lot of that going on this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first game, a few goals too. And then uh, Johannesson. Jumped yeah, up and had, yeah, really had the match of his career, and I can say that because I can't remember hearing his name before. You, say, you mean Nathan Eagleton? Yeah, Bill Hannah. Good on for the drastic <laughs> in the season. Well, it's fucking working for him. Stick with it. Yeah, why not? Well, He's in the, the reverse Samson. He looked a couple of steps quicker. So, yeah, more aerodynamic. Well, hey. You've got to beat those drug hair tests somehow. <laughs> uh, whatever he's on, get the whole fucking team on it. You'd say, if the gear's that good, Tom, Tommy Liberatore might have slipped him sometimes. <laughs> Rumour has it, Ben Cousins has been around the squad. Um, it's also, Fife didn't look ready. No, um, no. It's weird to say. I know he's been under an injury cloud over the uh, off-season, but he did not look ready at all. No, they showed no. they were still getting these um, ice pack. Yep. Uh, seeing Cons. tape to his leg pretty much the whole the whole time off the field um, they're not a one man team but they looked they looked very much a lesser team last year too when um, Fife was well, playing injured the yeah. thing is too they were without Sandlins yeah. who is again <coughs> easily top five Ruckman in the comp yeah um, top two yeah but you can argue him or, him or Goldstein yeah um, I'll argue Goldstein but of course. I'm, I'm one eyed um but he, he's a massive part of that side, figuratively and literally. And without him, uh, through a shitty suspension, it uh, it suffers. Their their midfield depends on getting first touch. On that suspension too, Pavlich is very lucky. Um, he was I'm not saying it's malice, but it was careless. Yeah. Maybe he's you know three inches to the other way. Yeah. Um, there's there's two three weeks. As yeah. Well. I thought it deserved to be looked at. And it was. It, it was a free kick. It was high yeah. contact. Yeah. Dislocated his shoulder. 
The same as uh, Mitch Duncan's on Hodge. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's, it's a free that, kick. I thought um, the match review panel got it right this week. Absolutely, all across the board they yep. got it right. Um, yeah. There was another one, the one on Hodge. There was one on Weight. Um, might have been me, Crouch. No, Carriage. No, I can't remember. Whoever got uh, Weight high, yep. uh, it was a free kick. Number was taken, but no, no case to answer for. Which I thought was accurate. It was definitely a free kick. Was not malicious enough to cause forceful. Yeah. I think Sidebottom yeah, was the only one that got games, and he accepted them. And it was yep. it was a bump that got yeah. Hanbury in the in the jaw. And you go, well, you bumped him, got him in the jaw. That's done yeah. busted. You got nothing to argue against. Yeah, yeah. And there, there were a few other probably careless things that weren't even raised, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I think uh, across the board they had, a, they had a good day. I think yeah. it was good. When I was um, watching the Geelong Hawthorne game. There was one where. Hodge and Barton, I think they're both going towards the goal line. Hodge sort of not fell over, but no, rushed with the ball. He stuck his foot out to stop the ball going through and got a knee in Bartel's yeah. ear. Which, I mean, we'll get to it when we do the Hawthorne game. But, yeah, but, yeah, I've got more to talk about that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll run with that. Yeah, we'll run with that. Um, so, anyway, the Bulldogs top of the table. Um, Frio also announced that uh, Harley Bennell is not ready. And looks like he's going to be a little while to go still with uh, calf issues. Really? Yeah. So uh, that's going to be very, very interesting to watch. Um, they're looking... It, it's one It's one round. Week one, they've played a finalist from last year, played them away, and they've already, I think, fallen in some people's eyes. Well, I think yeah. Freer were off 10%, and Western Bulldogs have improved probably 20% yeah. from last year. Yep. So um, they will not fear any team. This year, um, I, I haven't checked round two yet, but uh, I fear for whoever's going over to play uh, Frio at uh, Sydney next week. And I think it was the Bulldogs that were saying they got their first seven home games. Or the I th- at, at the I don't think they're home, but I don't think they'll leave Melbourne for quite a while. Um, we might have said it uh, yeah. uh, in the preseason, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, let's have a look at Port Adelaide and St Kilda, and this is I'm going to say this is the other one where I felt really proud of myself the way I picked it um, because I said like Port are going to win but the only way that Saints can beat them is if Port get lazy have yep. turnovers and they'll beat them on the rebound yeah. and how many goals did we see St Kilda with a man sitting back yep. uh, the ball spills out goes over the pack yep. I think there was four or five in the first half yeah yeah. I think they ended up being about nine or something for the no, how many goals kick eight or nine something like that they did go through them on the coverage I believe the, just on that rebound, uh, yeah. where all the players are all running forward, but you've got to run the other way too. Yeah. And silly little errors and turnovers, and it goes back the other way very, very quickly. Yeah, and a lot of times it took some individual brilliance from Wingard or someone yeah. to relift the team back up. And uh, Robbie Gray kicking three straight, I think, yeah. in the space of 10 oh, minutes or yeah. something. He's a champion. Turned on its head. Having 10 goal kickers and 20 goals between them, though, yeah. You're going to win a match. If you can kick 20 yeah. goals with 10 goal kickers. That's yeah. certainly the you model won. that um, Hawthorne have been running with the last couple of Absolutely. years. Absolutely. And you look at, uh, we talk about midfields, you've got both Greys, you've got um, bloody Ollie Wines, who is a brilliant midfielder as well. Kept quiet in the first half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's uh, where St Kilda went really well, was keeping mm. Ollie Wines quiet, but so uh, you can't yeah. keep him quiet all day. Well, yeah. that's the thing too. He's the sort of player that you keep him quiet for a patch, but you've got to make hay while yeah. he's quiet because yep. he is going to come back in the game every time. Um, and again, you've got a top forward line too with Schultz, Dixon, um, Wingard's up there a lot. They're, a, a, on paper at least, a very, very dangerous side. And any side that can kick 20 goals against 
you know, not uh, not a terrible side. An improving side. Improving side. <laughs> it's dangerous. I think Porter's still got some questions to be answered, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they, you can only beat who's put in front of you. Um, and I think it was the margin, 33 points or something like that. Yeah. Um, not indicative of this game. No. So St Kilda it was, a, it was a blowout. Yeah, it blew out in the final quarter. Um, and it was much, much closer than that. The Saints had some really good performances to get them excited as well. Uh, Matt Vella put on a couple of good goals. He won a good goal from outside 50. I like um, Matt Vella, he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Akers is a really good pick-up. He did lots of, lots of good work. Um, also, the Ruckman, it was a hickey. Hickey, lazy 56 hit out. Yeah, yeah, did really well all, all around the ground, um, put in a really good effort. Well, the so, amount of goals makes a difference there. Look at uh, Lobby, I think he got 40-odd, yeah. uh, yeah. 44 hit outs, I believe. And that's a good day out if you're a Ruckman. But uh, when, uh, 42 he had, but uh, when your opposite number gets 56, yeah. you kind of feel a bit shit. That, um, Porter got uh, questions to answer still because um, Hickey had a good day. But he's not a Goldstein or a Jacobs yeah, exactly. or a Nat Nui. Yeah. How they're going to find it harder when they come up against better Ruckman. Yeah. And you know that, and they know that because they lost um, Paddy Ryder, and they're yep. so desperate to get that top-up player so they can go find a Ruckman from somewhere. But so uh, mm. that'll be interesting for them. Um, the other good thing was that uh, Nick Rewalt made it through um, unscathed. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter how he played, he just got through, played the game, and got through, which means he plays three hundred this weekend. That we'll be going to see. A massive one. Yeah, and I'm going to a seven year old sleepover instead. Oh, good for you. Do they know you're coming? Yeah. <laughs> fucking paid for it. <laughs> More ways than one. Um, but anyway, again, uh, not the cleanest game, but still highly competitive and highly watchable. Yeah, exciting to watch. The other one that had lots of free playing, and mm, uh, obviously the rebounding by St. Kilda was excellent. And the young kids, yeah, doing really well. Really well. Moving on, West Coast Eagles and Brisbane. Uh, the result was never in doubt. No. But Brisbane, much... Uh, no, not quite like... They um, got over 100 points. Thursday night. They certainly showed more than they could have. Yeah. Uh, they could have laid down um, and, and gone home early on this one. But yep. even seven goals to half-time, that's not a not a horrible score. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. you, you take your, your small victories where you can get them because they were outplayed. Uh, absolutely no argument there. They were... They were never a chance to win the game. They were beaten on paper and they were beaten on the field. But yeah. they won contests. Yeah. Um, and they had the milestone of breaking 100 points for the first time in who knows how long. Even 27 scoring shots is pretty good. And you got beat by 10 goals. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. rough, really. Again, opposition That's kicks 26 goals. <laughs> they win. Yeah. We said uh, in last week's um, preview to it, like this is Brisbane versus Josh Kennedy. Well, they, they beat Josh Kennedy, and they beat him convincingly. Yeah. Um, so that's you know being a little bit smart, but they've done something. It, so it's beat uh, him convincingly. Yeah, fifteen goals to eight. No, oh, yeah, they beat him. Yeah, they beat him. I thought you meant they kept him quiet. Was it? No, fuck, that's eight goals too. The score that they they beat. The conversation you apparently had last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, drunk. But uh, so I think this just makes if you're going to bet on West Coast to win the flag, do it yep. now. Um, mm. Because they're travelling mm. to play against Hawthorne at the MCG next Sunday, um, and even though West Coast have got their own injury issues, I think Hawthorne have got more, and I think West Coast are gelling much much better at the minute. Even though it's only one game, um, if they put you know uh, this kind of performance yeah. against Hawthorne, I, th- I think their price is going to halve. Well, you look at it. Where are West Coast weak? Like, that's a question. Where? Well, I mean, it, it's in their backline. Um, really? I think because they've lost so much out of their backline. Yeah, and they've still got guys like McGovern. No, they don't. 
No, that's no, right. He's gone. Um, so uh, Yo Yo is uh, one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a bad midfielder. Um, he plays back sometimes. I've got him on my super coach team as well. Anyway, uh, they've let fifteen goals through from Brisbane, and like you're saying, they yeah. haven't done that many. I mean, the fact their offense is their defense. Yeah, they've kicked twenty six. Yeah, exactly. So they're not too bloody concerned about it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think that Hawthorne that they'll take care of Hawthorne next week um, comfortably, but um, I still I, they've moved into Premiership favourites for mine. Yeah, and it's just with the performance of Geelong as well, you're sort of like, shit. Do they really jump that far up to be a, at the top there? Or yeah, uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting. But it's definitely making it more interesting in the top four. You've pretty much got that the competition of the last two final spots and the top four home final spots. Yep. You're going to have your locks for fifth and... What the fuck? Yeah, sixth and fifth. Bastanak also had a good game. First game for a new club. Um, not too bad. Uh, I mean, he didn't beat his opposite number. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so you know, pretty, he's been flogged. So. He deserved to be there. Pretty yeah. much the only players that didn't have good games for their first club was Essendon. Yeah, well, they're understandable, I think. Yeah. Um, the Ruck Jewel again. We're focusing on Ruck Jewels a lot. This week, I yeah. think it's been sort of a contributor to the free flowing game as well. Maybe, yeah. Bit, I think it's just all the little bits and pieces put together have made a big difference, which is good. Yeah, they should find out how to steer this ship. Uh, big Nick Nat won the rucks and the uh, possession game uh, against Steph Martin. Yeah, um, and I thought he was more damaging around the ground as well. Well, Steph gave up after I think it was fifteen minutes or something, stopped contesting the rucks, and just, just was a, a fourth, an extra rover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you. Uh, that's that's still smart. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's how the, the Lions showed, I think, more than they had any right to. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can't really be used as a yardstick for the Lions. They'll be more excited about the upcoming rounds. They're uh, going to have a real test of, of your abilities and where you're going to find yourself at the end of the season. Okay, so we'll move on to the last game, uh, Geelong and Hawthorne uh, on Easter Monday. Uh, this is a very weird game. Very hard to judge. Even straight off the bat, is this the Cats home game at the G? Yes. Yeah. Because it's Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, if you go down the bottom of the page, I think there was 70, 75,000 there. Or, or thereabouts. So you're not going to fit that into Skilled Stadium. Oh, yeah, yep. So or just under 75. Whatever it's bloody called. Simmons Stadium. Or, yeah. I think it's changed again next year, isn't it? Yeah, GMBH Stadium yeah. or some shit. Um, isn't that illegal? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, it was at half time. Geelong had 11 goals won to Hawthorne's inaccuracy of uh, something else. Um, five goals, seven. Uh, but I, I don't think that really says that Hawthorne were wasteful. I think it, it, it's... It was pressure. It was pressure. It was also their shots were all coming from the boundary line, whereas Geelong mm. were taking a lot of shots from 15 metres out dead in front. Yeah, yeah. They were just working... Uh, it shows that's where the difference was, where they were able to work the ball so that they had those better shots. Um, yeah. And earned free kicks, you know, like holding the ball decisions in the goal square when Hawthorne made dumb decisions. Yep. Um, I, I would say the umpires didn't have a great game for this one. Um, there were a couple of... It's a new season, so you kind of expect a bit of um, interpretation You talk uh, about issues. deliberate out-of-bounds and... Yeah, a few of those. Yeah, it didn't... I mean, sure, we didn't get the rub of the green at times and then at other times it felt like oh that was that was a nice free kick thanks for that <laughs> but I, I don't think either team was really advantaged what, what was the count not that the count means anything but what was it yeah no, I don't think either team was advantaged 
but it just made watching it a bit trickier because you weren't sure what was going to be called and yeah. what wasn't. So uh, 28 to 24, Hawthorne won the free kick counts, but 50 free kicks for a game is a lot. To yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought there was a little bit of over-officiating. Um, the out-of-bounds thing is a kind of a different, uh, different kettle of fish because that's an instructional where they've been told to interpret it that way. Yeah. But a lot of the kind of rough stuff, which wasn't bad, bad enough to give a free kick, which is sort of a bit soft. Yeah. And I'd rather, if you want to have this free-flowing game, then you got to put the umpires on that sort of line as well. Um, Dangerfield showed why he's the biggest recruit that's uh, come uh, across from Adelaide yeah. for, for a long, long time. Yeah. Do you reckon this is the one time when Gold Coast come, they won't boo Adelaide? Yeah. They're like, well, we got Dangerfield now. Oh, they didn't boo him until it looked like um, Gold Coast could beat Geelong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. yeah they're like, you can't. <laughs> um, but uh, if he kicks, he didn't kick a goal. He kicked not goals three. He missed absolute sitters. Uh, but if he kicks three goals not, and that's one of the greatest games of, of his yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's Ablett-esque. Just didn't miss a beat and just so slick and so confident taking yeah. on the tackles and working his way through the pressure, pressure situations. Look, it was very easy to forget Joel Selwood was out there. That's yeah. how good yeah. he was. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, we mentioned the uh, Jimmy Bartell and Luke Hodge incident. Um, what I wanted to say about that was, in a weird way, Jimmy Bartell almost gave away a free kick there. That's almost low contact diving in um, because he's diving in over the ball where Luke Hodge is putting his foot out to try and uh, yeah. try and stop it. Yeah. Instead, he, he gets a cop around the ears and goes off with a blood rule, which uh, he's got off with a concussion rule, yeah. really. I'd say if, if Hodge was coming from the opposite direction, yeah, definitely. It's um, tunnelling, whatever you want to call it now. But because it was kind of like Hodge was behind him in his blind spot kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, uh, definitely wasn't a free kick. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'm that biased that I think it was but, <laughs> but I am glad it wasn't a freaking the other way either that was, it no. was just coincidental contact two guys going for the ball um, that's it um, it, it was good, it goes. good to see uh, even though the first thing the Hawthorne players did was point out hey there's blood get him off and then they went oh, hang on I don't think he's right yeah. uh, and they actually went yeah, mate are you are you with us yeah. especially for somebody like Bartel who's had that many head knocks yeah. it's funny he, he's at the point where I kind of want him to quit I, I know I, exactly what you mean. I love yeah. seeing him play, don't get me wrong, but like, you've got 60 more years on this planet. You want to be awake for him. You know, you, you've you've got kids. Yeah. I, I'm assuming he's Maybe. got kids. I've seen his missus. His missus is all right. Yeah. If not, then it's about time you stop, stop doing whatever you're doing. And... You start going get <laughs> yeah, some. Yeah. There's, there's use for those things, you know. <laughs> Says the Geelong board. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it right out of the father's office in the past, mate. <laughs> We're playing on it. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, though, it was a revelation. It was a hard time. Um, Billy Hartan played all right. I thought he had a brilliant game. Yeah, he's still um, a few decision uh, decisions that he made that uh, cost him, but he certainly wasn't uh, Robinson Crusoe in that uh, respect. Yeah. And another bloke, um, you know how highly I rate uh, Brent Harvey? I thought Puopolo, very, very close to that type of player. Um, he's an absolute terrier, isn't he? Um, not a second of quit in him. And gee, I, it's like someone made a, a human out of a rabid mongrel dog. He just... Yeah. And I say that as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, he, he is, two he is vicious, fearless, and just, yeah, two speeds. Standing still and flat fucking out. And it's fantastic to watch a little lad like that. Little lad, he's 28 years old. Or whatever. Um, just try his ass off for every single contest. Um, he is like that too. There's so many times where it'll be one-on-two or something like that, and he'll just hassle, 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 yeah. and get a ball up. And then, mm. Now, there's no stat for that. 
Yeah. Um, but it's those kind of things that you go, all right, that's why you're in the side. That ball's now still locked in in, in yep. the 50. And he's done it for years, too. Oh, yeah. Every single team wants a player that does yeah. that. Um, like, uh, just going back to, sorry, did you see the, the small recruit for the Bulldogs, young fella? Uh, Caleb Daniels? Got to be like four foot nothing. I think Caleb Daniels like is the smallest. Tiny. But yeah, he played really good, really good run around. But yeah, I just couldn't believe there was such a year. short dude in the AFL. Yeah, someone shorter than Tony yeah. Liberatore. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Anyway. I actually picked John for this solely for Hawthorne's injury list. Um, actually, they've, they've got class players on the field still, don't get me wrong. But uh, missing, you know, Seglar, uh, Brad Hill, Luke Hodges out now. But Roughhead, Shields, um, Webster. Guys that... Um, I don't think Webster's played a game yet. Yeah. But... But look, there's a lot made about um, there was six missing from Hawthorne's premiership side. Yeah. I think that's being too kind because, let's face it, two of those are retirees and one's playing in another club. So it's not who's missing from your premiership side, it's who's missing from your best 22. Yeah. And those yeah. three don't count. So the, really, the only ones missing from the best 22 was uh, Hill, Shields, Roughhead, and then Segler pulled out in the morning. Mm. Um, so you had Pittnet who played his first game. Uh, he got lost at times, but I, I don't think he was pretty disgraced. Well. Yeah, he's for a, a first time. He's a pretty big unit, uh, especially when Zach Smith was playing and played probably one of his best Which games. Of the yeah, he played really well. Um, so he's, he's really fit in when he's come down as long now. But um, McAvoy was, I thought, the best ruckman playing uh, on the day. Even though yeah. uh, there was a period there where Geelong they kicked three quick goals out of centre clearances and looked like. It was then that you thought, shit, this is what Geelong's going to be this year. Yeah. But um, Hawthorne crawled back. Um, they didn't do it pr- very pretty. Um, I think it was just guts that, that got them there. So, yeah, that will have a worse injury list next week. But I, I think that people were being a little bit too kind to Hawthorne in that respect. I picked Hawthorne only because I go for Hawthorne. Um, but I thought this was always going to be a Geelong win. And, I, and when it got to the third quarter, I thought, holy fuck, we might steal one here. Uh, didn't, didn't happen that way. To me, the... Another part where they won it was Sam Mitchell very rarely was able to put his head up and look at an option. Every time he had the ball, he was under pressure. Yeah, that's um, Sam Mitchell. I, I thought he, he was Hawthorne's best player by a mile. Oh, yeah. But he didn't get the option to break a game open like he can. Yeah. Um, there was always two guys running at him. That was true for the whole match, I thought. Hawthorne never had time to uh, set things up and get the flow they can get for long periods or, of time. Like we said, there was that one little fumble. And then you've yeah. lost that half a second that you had. Mm. Now you're under pressure. Uh, and handballs to people standing still. Yep. So many times they handball to somebody and they got tackled immediately. And you're like, oh, why the fuck did you handball at that? Yeah. Um, but I think it was really, there was uh, quite a number of players for Hawthorne that just didn't didn't have a day at all. Like, Rioli was kept real quiet. Yeah. What he did was good, but it was very, very quiet. I'll tell you what, throw it back to the other side, Motlop. He had a fucking shocker. Yeah, he couldn't get near it. And when he got near it, he did dumb shit. Uh, I think he had at least two out on the fools, and so many times just handballing to opposition. Yeah, but he had Darcy Lang cleaning up for him, who uh, kicked some very important goals, especially late mm-hmm. in the game. Um, but, you know, back on the, the Hawthorne side, and the players that went missing, and like, um, before he got injured, Luke Hodge was extremely quiet. Um, he looked like either, well, I know this sounds weird, I hope he was under an injury cloud. Yeah. Because if he wasn't, he's old. Yeah. It's the first time he looked old. There was one player that thought he did spectacular. He dove in, uh, was around uh, on the wing. He's dived in, pulled the ball out from underneath the Geelong player, got the handball out to a target, and they're off. They've yeah. got space and run. Which is good. That's what you expect from him. Um, mm. But I think he didn't have a touch in the first quarter. 
um, and uh, took a little while to get into it. it. Took a little while to get going. Uh, the other one was uh, Ryan Schoenmakers, who I, I don't think he, I don't know if he got a kick on the day. Um, but the reality is, that's what happens when Roughhead's not there. He has mm. to play key forward against Harry Taylor, yeah. who's class. Still hasn't got a hit out. Still. <laughs> I think you're right in saying that Sam Mitchell was the best player, but to me, the player that kept him in the match was Burgoyne. Um, his class was a moving forward, wasn't it? was brilliant. Yeah. And he, he is class. Um, uh, he, he brings other players in, which is what you want from a classy player. Just uh, smart options. Gunson tried hard all day too. But uh, look, I think uh, it was an extremely positive um, performance from Geelong, obviously. Um, they all love to see Dangerfield out there. He's already their favourite mm. son. Yep. He's on all the billboards. Yeah. Um, I thought, I mean, okay, the margin blew out towards the end. But really, I think that 30-odd points is about right for how the game went. Um, yeah. Uh, Frawley Hawkins was a great matchup all day. I thought so yeah. too. I thought, geez, they went back and forth. It was yeah. good to see. Um, I thought Hawkins probably lost his bundle a couple of times, but uh, once or twice. You know, you're getting frustrated as a forward, that'll happen. Yeah. No, it was a, a, a great contest between a key backman and a key forward. We saw a couple of them over the weekend. Yeah, I thought Blitzars too had a, a pretty good game. I'm, I'm still not convinced on Blitzars as uh, an elite player. I mean, I know, he's a unique player, certainly. I'm not. I'm not going to call him an elite player because I think that should be reserved for you know your top top four or five. Yeah. And he's not the top four or five uh, utility ruckman going around, I'd say. But um, geez, he's a handy player to have. Oh yeah, he's not bad. Yeah, you, any club will take a six foot eight bloke that can run. <laughs> but uh, he could develop into anything. Yeah, it's been a long time developing. Yeah, sure <laughs> enough. But, Look, right, maybe take come, a while. Come, come, come to the game late as well. <laughs> You've got Zach Smith there now, so he's got support around him. Yeah, Zach uh, Smith looked be- much better than he has for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so, a, a midfield that a lot of teams will be happy with too. They're only going to get better. That's the thing mm. about Geelong. They'll only get better. Um, so that's round one in the books. So we'll have a quick look at round two and give our uh, quick um, uh, predictions uh, for next week. Uh, Friday night, Collingwood, Richmond. We're b- all picking big Richmond winning. Uh, um, I'm picking a win. A win. <laughs> what if Leeds is back? A massive win. Uh, well, I might leave the scissors at home. <laughs> uh, well, look, looking at Collingwood's outs, um, Elliot's still out, obviously. Swan, just stop there. That's Swan's yeah. out. Yep. Um, side bottoms not got, available to round four because of suspension. Got rubbed out. Varco's out, uh, and then you've got Brown, Broomhead, <clears throat> Sharonberg, and Williams all with tests. So. That's that's a, well, Swan alone is a massive out for them. They've got three um, premier midfielders in Pendlebury, Swan, Sidebottom, and yeah. now one of them's gone. Yeah. And then you compare it to Richmond, who. Uh, Coming off a crushing win of Collip. Marriage and Delidio expected to come back. Uh, they're only missing uh, Yaron, Edwards, and Conker. Uh, Edwards, well, Edwards. Oh, hang on. Which Edwards? Shit. Shane. No, he played, he no, played, he played, he played, he played a blinder. Well, his hand's busted now, apparently. He's out for a week. What? Did he do that on... Motherfucker. I don't know. Oh, shit. Paul Barson. Didn't know that. There no, you didn't see that again. He, he had a good game, too. He looked, yeah. he looked fast. Yeah, well, very light on his feet. So I'm yeah. 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 AFL no, better get right. I t- take your word on it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Richmond all round. No need to take my word on it. Adelaide Crows versus Port. That's going to be game. a cracker. That's going to be... I'm on Port. Yeah, um, have to be on Port. I'm on Port solely because I think their midfield is a bit too good. Yep. I think... And I'd like to look at midfield, don't get me wrong. 
Hey, um, yeah, the Grey Brothers is going to be something to really contend with. Yep. But Sauce Bottle over Lobby all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jacob's looking my height yeah. up. Um, so I, I don't know if that'll be enough to get Adelaide over the line, but um, I, I think the Grey Brothers win this one for Port. Yeah. Who wins the shootout between Tex and, say, Dixon? Uh, Dixon had a shocker last week, he, so... Uh, he, he took a little while to warm into it. Uh, um, I think Talia might be better against Dixon than Carlisle or whoever else they throw at um, Tex. So I want to say Tex. Or Jenkins and Schultz. Yeah. Uh, Jenkins. You've got, you got some pretty nice uh, forward power in both those in sides. Both sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're fit sides. Um, somebody, a comment that somebody made to me over the weekend yeah. was that... Um, Port Adelaide miss Phil Walsh more than the Crows. Really? Because he was he was their um, tactical man when he was oh, an okay. assistant coach to Kinkley, mm-hmm. as right. opposed to the head coach of the Crows. I yeah. thought that was very interesting. Uh, yeah. that, um, especially with the way that Port Adelaide's season went last year after he had already left yeah. the Crows. But uh, anyway, not to dwell on that one too much. Uh, mm-hmm. Essendon versus Melbourne at the MCG. Got to get on the D's, don't you? If you back Essendon at all this year... Last week, money away. last week convinced me not to. I thought I was going to back them against Carlton, but it'll have to take some Look, pretty severe injuries for I, me to do that. Now. I still might, just because you'll get fucking great odds. Yeah. Um, looking at it now, Essendon are paying six fifty. You may as well make that sixty fifty, because I'll take it. Give <laughs> <laughs> me two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Melbourne. Um, You're throwing that's a clickingballsbet.com. <laughs> what, what did we say the crowd was last week? 27 um, against uh, GWS for, for, S- uh, for uh, Melbourne? Yeah, 27. Yeah. I'm hoping for 35 at least. It's going to be hard. Yeah. I don't know if they really want to rock up, but it is their first home game for the year. So, you know, stand by your boys and all that shit. You want some Melbourne supporters to come out and force well, the crowd up. And there's a chance for Melbourne to put on a class act because yeah. Essendon will have an open, open line. They'll have... A lot of free-flowing football opportunities, so yeah, Melbourne can got, really put on some pretty football. You got a chance to run. Um, Jesse Hogan needs uh, needs four by halftime. Yeah, and he uh, could get it. Brisbane Lions hosting North Melbourne. Uh, I'm always hesitant to sit North in games they should win. Did, did they? No, they 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 played uh, Brisbane up there last year. It was uh, Boomers 400? Yeah, got over the line. Yeah, look, this would be interesting. I think because Brisbane, like we said, still put on 15 goals over at Perth. Yeah. Mm. At home, first home game for the year. I'm, I'm tipping north, but yeah, yeah. if Brisbane got up, I wouldn't be that surprised. No, without Dean being the Dean that's they've lost He's now. Gone. Yeah. gone for the year. Yeah, completely. And yeah. Brisbane have been savaged by injury too. That yeah. without uh, Matheson as well. Um, Still a broken jaw, but I mean he hasn't debuted yet, so his debut's yeah. going to have to probably wait till the second half yeah. of the year. And then you got um, Clark's out indefinitely. Sian Hanley. I think uh, I think Clark might be retiring. Yeah, he's uh, had one too many knocks to the head. Sam Skinner yep. and Josh Watts um, haven't really. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've got to go north. Got to go north. Yeah. I'm going north too, but it'll either be a north blowout or it'll be tight and north lose by a point. Um, the big one Saturday night Etihad Stadium. I hope this is a sellout. It needs to be a sellout. So yep. that means forty-five to fifty thousand. St Kilda and Rewalt's three hundredth game versus the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, is Rewalt's 300th enough to get them over the line? No. Um, but it'll be a fantastic game, and honestly, I reckon I'm, I want to go to this one. And look, look I, I think... Tickets, so you better. <laughs> I think the Saints match up better against the Bulldogs than a lot of other teams. They're still yeah. those young running running players that can put on some physical pressure. Like, you look at it, like, how big Armitage and Weller... Um, yeah. Big, big bodies who can sort of rough up the 
the Western Bulldogs squad. Chewed up the uh, 50 point lead in this game last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yep. So yeah. that'll still be in their in their minds too. I think yep. I think Bulldogs still get over the line um, because that happened last year. Yeah. And they did yep. play them again in the later half of the season. Yeah. Yep. I think they learned from it. And yep. I, I just think that they're riding a confidence wave at the minute. Yep. They're going to be tough to beat for the next three or four rounds. Yeah. I think it'll be a close match for the first three quarters and the Bulldogs will just get put the pedal to the metal in the fourth. Yeah. Too much class. Actually, speaking of giving on three injuries a little bit, uh, between both teams, there's only three players out. All right. Um, and nothing really missing. Not best. Uh, O'Kearney and Payne from St Kilda, which if Both you blokes. can recognise those blokes by name or face, you're doing better than me. And uh, Tory Dixon from Western Bulldogs. Everyone else is either available yeah, or... D- Dixon's best 22, um, but I wouldn't put him as best 12, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, but Minson's expected to... Uh, he's got a hamstring issue, but he's expected to be available. And... Did it with Campbell. Just and because he's available doesn't mean he's playing too. Yeah, true I, enough. I, I don't know if he will. I'll tell you what, you'd, you'd be loving to be uh, sitting in the Western Bulldogs selection committee right now. Sitting on top of the ladder. Life's looking all right for him. And it's looking gonna, like it's going to be all right for quite some time to come. Fremantle hosting Gold Coast over at Domain Stadium uh, in Perth. Um, look, we get to see Fife and Ablett go head-to-head. Yeah. Um, and I hope they do play head-to-head. Yeah. I don't think Fife is going to be able to keep it up. I, I think that um, uh, Ablett will win that duel, but if he doesn't, then Freo wins, obviously. Yeah, I think Fife's too raw at the moment. He, he he's not he's not ready. Yeah. Uh, injury cloud, whatever it is, bad pressure, I don't know. Sandilands is out for one more? Uh, no, I think he's back. Did round he get two? one game suspension? I think Can't he's remember. back for round two. Um which I can find out right now. It'd be a good scalp of Gold Coast and get across to Frio and take that window with them. Massive scalp. Uh, they've never beaten a uh, WA team. No, really? Sandlin's back in. Back which, in. Which uh, is going to be something they can be concerned about. I think that Frio are really going to put on a show here because yeah. they, they'd be embarrassed about kicking five goals last yeah. week. Yeah. Aitness, Balak, Benel and Hurley are all out. Yeah, Benel's not coming back. Yeah. No. Uh, Sunday. Oh, sorry, was that Fremantle across the board? Yeah. 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 Um, Sunday, we've got the Giants hosting the Cats. What a game. Is that down in Canberra, is it? Uh, Monica? It looks like Canberra, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, that. That's a shame that it's in Canberra, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And like, you cannot tip against the Cats. No. No. Uh, no. Midfield's just too damn strong. And I, it's not that I'm underselling GWS. I think they're going to have a good season. I, I think I tip them to play finals, but no one is going to be taking bets against the Cats based on last week's uh, footy. I think that um, Mumford's the best ruckman who'll be out there, but uh, the number of ruckmen of Geelong might be able to negate him. Yeah. Um, but also, their midfielders are going to be worried about where's Selwood, where's Dangerfield all day. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. The other uh, key forward slash ruckman in uh, was it Stewart um, mm. for GWS took some nice marks yeah. against Melbourne. He presented himself hey, really yeah, well. That's right, yeah. I think as a pure ruckman, you're right. Um, Mumford's the better one but I think as options around the ground Geelong are going to give them trouble yeah yeah. with multiple Ruckman I think Geelong um, they'll uh, they'll continue marching on there yeah. I mean, just try and run Mumford ragged as much as you can I just try and be accountable for Shields mm. hey boxing down. when was the last time Hawthorne played at the MCG and weren't the favourite with the bookies the answer is a long time ago but they are this week Oh, really? Hawthorne versus West Coast Eagles and West Coast Eagles are favourite I'm tipping Hawthorne only because I go for Hawthorne but yeah Geez, West Coast look good. They did, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping West Coast just because of Hawthorne's injury list. They have a lot of class sitting on the bench. 
a lot of class still coming in, don't get me wrong, but uh, oh, I, I don't know. When West Coast play Geelong, I don't know who I'm going to pick. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. I, th I think generally Hawthorne won't care that much about this game, so West Coast will want to get it back, that win. But Hawks, you know, it's still early in the season. They're old men. They've got to wake up halfway through the season. They'll be fine with this loss. Need to set ourselves some hurdles. That's all we're doing. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think West Coast are, are going to win, but I'll still tip Hawthorne because I'm a tragic. <laughs> and Carlton versus Sydney. Um, this will be very interesting because <coughs> everyone expects Sydney to uh, put on a cricket score. Yep. Um, and they'd be right. They need to be more accurate than last week, but we need to see if Carlton have the same effort as they had uh, against um, yeah. Richmond. Yeah. Long break um, from Thursday through to Sunday um, yeah. for, for Carlton. That's uh, I don't think you can have a longer break uh, between actually. games. Yeah. So hopefully they have forgotten how to play. Yeah. But um, Sydney across the board? Yeah. Oh, look, Sydney, uh, again, are going to be threatening top four. And Carlton are going to be lucky to win a match. They can't at home against uh, Collingwood and, and didn't didn't kick well, 18-25 or whatever it was. So they've still got room for improvement on that. Yeah, if you're a Carlton coach, besides quitting, what are your options? You're Brendan Bolton. Your options are smile, smile, smile. The happiest yeah. man in football. Yeah, uh, he's unsackable. No, absolutely is. Um, but that loss on, on Thursday night is the best best loss that Carlton's had in five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'm not even bothering checking it. I'm just saying it. No, there were positives coming out of it. So, all right. I think that'll do us for round one. Yep. Um, we'll uh, see you same time next week. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.